Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review for your ears. Going to be talking about the new 4K version of the classic Life Force. Pretty sure I already did a podcast on this movie on the Blu-ray that came out a couple years ago. An aside to the upcoming review, no longer when Shout Factory, Criterion Collection, Kino Lorber, any of these boutique companies, when they release something on Blu-ray and say it's a new 4K restoration, I'm going to wait. Because it seems like a year later they released the movie on 4K because they did the 4K restoration. Why wouldn't they? Um, Criterion had been doing this for years, and they were never going to get into 4K. But all these movies were 4K restorations. Well, now... Criterion Collection started releasing 4Ks, and you bet you every single one of those Blu-rays that were 4K restorations will be coming out in 4K. So anyway, Life Force back in the day was a new 4K uh, restoration and included the director's cut or this this longer version. And it came out in Blu-ray, and then it came out in a steelbook, Shout Factory going back to the well a third time now with this 4K. Some people complain that the director's cut didn't get the 4K treatment, but I understand the, you know, the pieces, parts of the director's cut, which was never released theatrically, at least in this country, um, just wasn't up to snuff to be a 4K. But I just finished the 4K, and that's mostly what we're going to talk about. If you haven't seen the 1986 movie Life Force, it was directed by Toby Hooper, who directed uh, Poltergeist. Um, he's working with people who worked on Star Wars and Close Encounters, so it's got great special effects. Steve Railsback's in the movie, a few other actors you might recognize. Uh, a newcomer, Matilda May, is naked through most of the movie, and she's a epic thing to see all on her own. Um, it's a quirky 80s movie that shouldn't work and does. It's one of my favorites. I went back to the theater to see it again. It's audacious because they took this, this book. I read the book when I was in high school, Space Vampires. Um, Colin Wilson, I think, direct, uh, wrote it. Um, and they made a movie out of it. That, it it's kind of surreal. It's kind of metaphysical. It's kind of, it, it takes on a whole lot of big bites to chew on. And it comes out of the end with a fairly passable movie. The director's cut is interesting. Director's cut, international cut, whatever you want to call it, the longer version is interesting. They move some things around. Some things are longer. Some things are left in. But I still prefer the theatrical cut. So short version is if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it now and then come back. Um, I won't really get into too many spoilers. I did that, I think, a little bit in my other review. And the short version is on the 4K, this is the best the movie's ever looked. If it's one of your favorite movies, go get it right now. It's Dolby Vision, Dolby Atmos. Other than a few niggling little problems, it's more than worth the money. It came out the week of my birthday. I thought there was some synergy to that. I finally got around to watching it. So the short version is this 4K package is totally worth it, even if you already have the Blu-rays. Longer version is this movie, like I said, defies kind of total explanation. It's part sci-fi, part horror, part action, part... 80s part <laughs> psychological thriller. Um, the first thing you notice is the the colors. Um, the Dolby Vision Pass on this 4K, and I didn't watch it without Dolby Vision to compare, but I've, I've seen the movie many, many times, and I saw it in the theater more than once back in the mid-80s. I'm very familiar with how this movie looks. This is by far the best it's ever looked. 
I would say it looks even better than the movie theater. It's bright and clear. There's a few soft shots here and there, but I think it's more a product of the original film. Like there's a there's a scene early on where they're on the shuttle Churchill, and they're basically focused on Steve Railsback, but there's like four other people in the frame. They're all kind of soft compared to him. There are other scenes that are just starting startlingly clear. Uh, it was filmed on 35 millimeter film back in the day. There's a lot of optical effects. There's a lot of practical effects, and there is some rudimentary uh, optical, I guess, almost CG stuff. I guess this is before CG. It's all kind of optical, but. What jumps out at you first is the colors. The the um, the credits are all in red, and it's on the like this bright green background of of Haley's Comet as they're coming into it. Um, it's just really startling. The colors. There was another scene in about the middle of the movie when they get to where Patrick Stewart is to the the hospital, and the camera's looking up at the sky, and it's like dusk. It's that kind of blue purple color. I've always thought that was kind of dingy looking dark and it looks so amazing on the 4K. The helicopter comes over and it's like, wow, we'll get to the Dolby Atmos in a minute. All in all, the Dolby Vision Pass makes a huge difference. The HDR is what sells the 4K more than the resolution. Although, like I said, there are many, many scenes that just, wow, I don't remember the Blu-ray ever being that clear, that defined, that um, a lot of detail in the shadows kind of thing. Skin tones are more realistic than I've ever seen. This is a movie that has a lot of skin in it. Um, very natural looking. Very uh, 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 very natural looking. Matilda May was a young actress. If you read interviews she's done since, she really wishes she hadn't done all the nudity she did. She really didn't think she did that much. But I guess they used all of it. Um, she is walking around naked most of the movie. She plays this character who seduces men just basically by looking at them, and, and you believe she could pull it off with her face, her body. It just it works in the in the context of the film. You know, uh, some people have 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 kind of complained about this film, but most of the complaints are kind of flip sided. <laughs> that men are so dumb they fully fall to the wiles of women throughout the movie. Um, that being said, it's pretty amazing. I'm glad she made the movie and I'm glad they've released it in 4k. Um, it looks fantastic. It really, really does. It's clean all the way through. Like I said, other than a few soft shots, other than a few optical weird shots, um, the blue, um, spirit stuff that comes out of people when they, when they do the life force exchange thing is incredibly bright, deep blue. Now, anything that's red is really bright. Red. Anything that's green is really bright. Green. It's just the colors really popped now, especially on the special effects. There are some explosions about two thirds away from the movie. They're coming into London, um, on a helicopter, and there's these several explosions that go off in the distance. Never before have I ever noticed the other colors. In It's not just a yellow, orange, red explosion. There was like little purples and things in there, really spectacular-looking explosions um, that I've never seen look that color. It, I don't think it changes any of the intent. I just don't remember it looking this great. Now, as far as the, the Dolby Atmos goes, it's very active mix for an older movie. A surprisingly active mix. Matter of fact, almost too surprising in places. There were a few places where the overhead Atmos sound effects 
overshadowed what was going on in the lower effects in the center channel. That shouldn't really happen very often in the most extenuating circumstances, perhaps, uh, maybe moonfall when the moon is falling on the earth over your head. There were a few times where the music and, and the music cues and the sound effects of whatever was going on the screen just were a bit over the top. There was like, it's like, we can do Dolby Atmos. Let me show you. <laughs> it was almost that kind of demo. And it was almost distracting. Um, but that being said, I would rather have it this way than, oh, that was kind of a dull Atmos mix. It sounded kind of dated. I've watched several older movies lately that, well, like the Indiana Jones movies. They're really good in Dolby Atmos, but the, the effects kind of sound dated. This movie sounds a lot less dated, and it was produced around the same time. Dolby Atmos mix is very good. Um, I found the center channel to be quite intelligible. The music cues came right in. It has a really great score, <laughs> you know, and, it, and you can really hear it now. Um, I cranked it up to my normal reference level, maybe a little louder. Um, there were a few things that I've always known to be loud. When Patrick Stewart first screams, that when they catch her in him kind of thing, um, that's really loud in the mix. There's a few times when some of the bad things die that there's some really loud screams in the mix those all came through but not distorted but they were really loud in the mix as they as i've always remembered them being that they're like too loud in the mix that they were there on purpose to kind of scare you i guess the movie does play much more like a horror movie every time i watch it i go man i don't remember it being this much of a horror movie to get into a tiny little spoiler, it's the idea that this is where vampires came from, and they, they kind of suck life force instead of blood. And when they take it from you, you become like them. You need more. They explain that a little bit, but they don't go deep into it, and then everybody starts turning into a zombie. <laughs> you know, everybody gets their life force sucked a little bit, and then they survive, and then they go to suck somebody else's. And if they don't get it, they turn into hordes of zombies. So it's part vampire, part space, part zombie flick with these other metaphysical overtones and life after death talks and it's really a, a there's not too many other movies i can't think of another movie like it that's ever been produced um it'd be interesting if somebody tried i guess um that scarlett johansson movie was you know into the dark or whatever into the deep but yeah that was almost this weird but this is more of an action movie they spent they had money it's an MGM. Oh, there's another thing I noticed. Um, there's two big movie logos before it. This was a Golem Globus uh, production back in 1986. Big deal. Spent a lot of money on it. They were trying to compete with Dino De Laurentiis' big movies and things like that. Um, and so this MGM logo pops up, and it's really gold. Like the lion and the logo and everything. It's just, you, wow, that's really HDR. That's really 4K crispy. And then the old TriStar logo of the, the galloping horse, you know, that TriStar put in front of hundreds of movies, and it was always low res and never looked that great. They just kept using it for years. I think they finally updated it. Well, they didn't update it for this. It's the same old. And I'm coming after the bright, clear MGM logo, it's like, oh, the TriStar logo looks terrible. But once the movie starts, the movie looks great from beginning to end. Like I said, a handful of, 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 of soft shots, a handful of overhead effects that may be a little bit too loud in the mix. But otherwise, this is a great upgrade to the Blu-rays. I'm very satisfied. The extras are all on the two Blu-rays. This is a three-disc set, um, and it's currently on sale pretty cheap, actually, for a 4K of this. You know, it's kind of a boutique label, cult classic kind of thing. You get the 4K disc, just the movie. 
you get the original Blu-ray that was a 4K restoration. It's got all the extras on it. And then you have the international director's cut on a second Blu-ray all by itself. I'm assuming that disc is pretty much the same disc that came in the earlier set. So I have I didn't watch it for this podcast, but I will at some point. Um, because I think that watching the theatrical version for so many years, the the longer version is just, it feels like a different movie. It also feels a little too long and, and a little disjointed compared to, but it's been a few years since I've watched it. So I'll get back to that. But as something I pre-ordered for myself for a birthday thing, some of these, I've said this in other podcasts, but I was talking to somebody in one of my 4K groups the other day. Um, they were asking, how do you find cheap movies and things like that? Here's my rule of thumb if you're going to collect any kind of home media these days. If it is some kind of special edition, a steelbook, a unique slipcover, it's got a bonus disc, it, you know, if there's something about it that's collectible, then buy it when it comes out. If you know it's a movie you want, just buy it. Buy it when it comes out on pre-order. We're finding with Marvel movies, Star Wars movies, and things like that, if you don't pre-order it, you're not going to get one. Spider-Man. A lot of disappointed people didn't get that Best Buy Steelbook for the new Spider-Man movie. Glad I pre-ordered it while the movie was still playing in theaters. I've learned if it's something I really, really want, um, go ahead and pre-order it because they're going to sell out these days. They're just not producing as many. And hmm. if it's not, if it's a movie you want, but you don't have to have it today, it's not a special edition. It's just a regular, you know, 4K disc or a regular whatever that's going to be produced for a long time. Then wait. In four to six months, it's going to drop to half the price it was. And if you're lucky, on Black Friday, you can get it for 10 bucks. I was burned on that for several years. I would buy movies when they came out, and I'm like, I just have to have this movie. It's a great movie. You know, Scarface, got to have it. No, actually, I think I paid less than 15 bucks for Scarface. But using that as an example, I didn't buy the special edition. I didn't want the special edition. It was an $80 thing with a big statue in it, whatever. And so I should have waited, and I did on that particular movie. I waited till I found it on sale at you know Black Friday or Walmart or something. But there's a lot of movies that come out, and I I, I follow. I have movie collector friends on Instagram and other places, and they they just buy every movie that comes out every Tuesday. I guess I seemed like that in the past, but I only bought one or two because it was just movies I wanted to see or some of my favorite movies. I know people who just really buy every release, and if it's a big movie like. Uh, well, like this, and there were like three or four different releases of it. They'd buy all those too. Crazy. I, I don't know. I, I guess you have a lot of disposable income. But as far as you know, collecting things go, this is probably, 4K will probably be the last physical media that we're going to have. And if you want the best copy of the movie that you're going to be able to blow up to a 100 inches or larger, then buy the 4K. If, if you really like Star Wars, if you really like Indiana Jones, if you really like some of these things, buy them and keep them in your collection because if they ever drop off a streaming service or you can't afford a streaming service or don't have a streaming service or it's not on a particular service, you'll always be able to watch it. Same with music, books, that kind of thing. Don't trust everything to be in the cloud forever. I'm not being fatalist. I'm just saying I more than once have lost access to something I was watching because I didn't pay for something or it switched services or whatever. So if I really want something, I buy it. But if it's if it's not a special edition or a steelbook or a limited edition, whatever, then I wait until it goes on sale because, I mean, really, do I need to spend 35 when I can spend 10 frugal? Then I can buy more. That's my thinking. So anyway, this is a boutique label. This is not going to be produced for you know, forever. 
if you want this movie, I don't think it's going to drop below 20 bucks. It, it's It's been, I don't know, about 27 or so for the last few weeks. I don't see it dropping much less than that. It's a three-disc set from a, a label that just doesn't really put stuff on sale a whole lot. And I don't know how long they're going to make them. They haven't been making 4Ks long enough for us to know. So I would say this is one you could go ahead and pick up or maybe wait till Black Friday and hope. But I've missed out on some things. I've missed some steelbooks and stuff. Um, so... You know, if you plan to collect, jump in there. Where is my Doctor Strange pre-order? We've got a date for streaming. I even have a date that the disc is supposed to be in. We saw a picture come up on the internet today. How much you want to bet tomorrow the Doctor Strange things come up? Well, I don't know when you're going to hear this, so sorry. Hey, uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. I I know I haven't done a lot lately. I've had a lot of life going on, and I'll get back to it. Um, This is the beginning of getting back to it, my new YouTube thing with my buddy and a whole lot more. So thank you for listening. Stay tuned. A lot more is on the way. Links are below. Please subscribe wherever you're listening. Check out Patreon if you'd like some exclusive stuff and have a spectacular day.